0: Okay, are we good? Okay, Um, the Pattaya team is back. (laughs) Um, We just wanted to thank you all so much for your support. Um, Six of us went from New Philadelphia Church. (laughs) Um, One of our sisters, Christy Lamon, she's back in the U.S., but... uh, Yeah, she's back in the U.S. (laughs) But five of us, uh, Mina, Erin, Lisa, Carolina, and myself, we are back here in Korea. We returned Monday, and we went to uh, a program, a school called Operation Extreme Love. It was organized by Extreme Prophetic, which is a ministry from the United States. And I believe this is the third or fourth time that they have held this school. Uh, Thailand is known for sex tourism. Uh, I saw some stats online, and I don't know how up-to-date these are, but it's estimated up to 20... Oh, man, 2 million? Uh, There's a lot of prostitutes in Thailand. Uh, Sex tourism, it's really uh, prevalent there. And Pattaya is one of the key centers. It's a tourist city. Uh, You know, it's on the coast, so many foreigners go there, you know, just to go to the beach, go to the warm weather. But it is known for having open bars and even just girls sitting along the beach, um... Who are prostituting themselves? You know, they're um, getting money. You know, um, to spend time with men. Um, it was. It's easy to get discouraged seeing that. You know, you see. Um, it, it can definitely be overwhelming. Um, but I think one of the school was run really well. Uh, really solid teaching. Uh, they also sent us out on outreaches, and I think even the process in which they. Just kind of led us throughout the week. It was. It made a lot of sense. It worked really well. So one of the first lessons we had was on who God is, and God is bigger than prostitution. God is bigger than yeah, just any kind of oppression that Satan tries to put on us. So as we walked out, you know, even the first day, um, I was going out and just just as I was praying and um, talking to God, you know, I could not be impressed with what satan was doing you know i think on telling myself that i'm not impressed with this because god is greater than this god is stronger than this um it was um, yeah so really solid teaching i don't think it was anything new per se but um a lot of deeper revelation of things that we've heard growing up in the church and um not necessarily tonight but uh, hopefully in the future there will be some forum where we will be able to share in a more like a teaching setting whether there's a seminar, but yeah, really solid teaching. Uh, Rob Hodgkin, he was the main instructor, the main speaker. Um, and, you know, the name of the school was Operation Extreme Love. It's kind of funny, I think, for myself and I think a couple of others in our team. We knew it was called Operation Extreme Love, but somehow we didn't realize that the focus would be on love. <laughs> and really, it really was um, Rob... Uh, Aaron does a great impersonation of him. Like, he would be moved to tears so many times as he spoke because he was just so filled with God's love, you know, and his heart would break you, he was a really sensitive guy. And, um, yeah, it really was about God's love. And as we walked the streets, you know, um, another really impactful message was to see with God's eyes of love. Uh, I think one of the biggest struggles was when we saw the men who would uh, patronize, the men who would actually, you know, the customers for the women, it's very easy to look at them and be disgusted. But to even look at the men with eyes of love, you know, we had to uh, really kind of shift our attitudes. Um, And so it was really good. Um, There's lots of, man, lots of really uh, powerful individual testimonies. We're not gonna be able to cover all of them uh, tonight. Uh, We are gonna go into a couple of them, but um, the way the program worked, they had teaching and they sent us out on different outreaches. and even in the outreaches, we didn't all go together. You know, there would be some special outreaches. Lisa got to go on one that was specifically praying for the land, praying for creation, so you know, praying for the physical land, you know, praying for the water, praying for the sky. You know, she got to do one of those outreaches. Aaron got to go on a healing outreach um, with Rob Hodkin, and Aaron got to experience, uh, she got to witness healing through her prayers. Um, one thing, Rob, that he encouraged all of us was that when you pray for healing, uh, and you don't see anything, it's easy to say, you know, nothing happened. But he exhorted us to never say that. Whenever, you know, you pray, something shifts. Something is happening. And as we, uh, as we steward that, you know, as we steward, you know, maybe we pray and we see something small or minor, or we don't even see anything in the natural. But as we remain faithful, as we give thanks for what did happen and steward that, then, you know, we'll grow in that anointing. So he exhorted us to never say nothing ever happened. But Erin um, tells the story better. Basically, she got to pray for a woman's knee. And Erin, I think she either saw or felt. No, no. She either heard or felt the bones moving in the place. And the woman was healed, and she was very happy. People were lining up for prayer. Um, you saw that a lot. The people in Thailand were really open. You know, they are really open and really um, uh, hungry. And I think that was really encouraging as well, because once again, it is easy to get discouraged and think there's a lot of darkness but the light is shining there so powerfully. Um, we were so blessed to see the Thai church. Uh, there were Thai Christians who also took part of the conference, and they were wonderful. They were amazing. They were so on fire. Um, people came from New Zealand, Australia, uh, the U.S., uh, Singapore, Malaysia. So it was, it was really cool to just working together with people from the nations. And um, you know, even though we were coming from different places, we had never met each other, we really did feel a unity. Uh, even just the spirit there was... Um, very familiar to us. You know, it felt like here. Just so, even in terms of the teaching, the way they prayed, the way they worshipped. Um, so it was wonderful. Um, uh, I am going to call up Caroline and Lisa and have each of them share uh, a s- smaller testimony. But um, I'm going to share one as well. There was a, a boy named Watt. He's 21 years old. And his story was, he, he's a Thai. Uh, he came, I think, from a, and a lower income family. Uh, and his parents, they were just pretty unloving. You know, they were not encouraging to him. He had a younger brother, and for some reason, they favored the younger brother. So they would always tell Watt, you know, how he wasn't good enough, he wasn't smart enough. And even the younger brother joined in, and I think the younger brother would physically fight Watt. Um, Watt ran away from home to Pattaya. Uh, he didn't have a lot of money, but he took what he had, ran away, and he wanted to work at a hotel. But, uh, his clothes looked shabby. I guess he looked dirty, so they wouldn't hear him out. They wouldn't give him an opportunity. They wouldn't give him an interview. And uh, one of our outreaches was a prayer cloth outreach. So we had uh, cloths, bandanas, prayed over the bandanas, and then gave them out to people for free and then you know offered to pray for them. And one of the teams, I actually wasn't with this team, but one of the teams uh, was on the beach, and they saw Watt, and they, uh, uh, one of the women started talking to him. And she heard his story. Uh, she took him out, she bought him some new clothes. And then uh apparently Watt he had tried to commit suicide three times as well, but the Lord had other plans, he wasn't meant to die. Um so uh Watt came back with the woman, came back with our team, and we were having a seminar and he was sharing his story in front of everyone. Uh we got a chance to pray for him. Uh he invited Jesus into his heart. He was blessed by his prayer. And then uh it was something really beautiful. Rob caught up all the mothers and fathers in the school and had them lay hands on uh, Watt and pray for him. And um, apparently Jung was kind of joking about our team. She said the six of us were really compassionate. So as we go there, like all of us would be crying all the time as we prayed. Um, I don't know about the whole team, but definitely as, you know, the mothers and fathers were praying for Watt, like I was sitting next to Aaron and both of us, you know, we were were gone. We were crying. But um, it was really beautiful. But then, you know, we also prayed that he would have a place to stay and a job. So we, you know, we had that prayer. Uh, I think we had the teaching. Then at the end of the teaching, you know, one of the women in the back, she's like she runs up to the front, really excited, and she says, uh, "The hotel just gave Watt a job. And They're giving him a place to stay." And then he walked up front, and then he's wearing like the hotel uniform. So you know, we got this. Like we felt like it was such a gift for us to see that whole process. And even as we left, um, Watt had started working at the. Uh, at the hotel where we were. So, you know, we saw him, he was busting tables and it was really beautiful. You know, it was such a gift from God really to see that whole process. Um, yeah, even the very next day after uh, Watt got the job after he accepted Christ, we did a slum outreach where we visited a slum and um, uh, one of the women from our group was shared a bit and then we wanted to have one of the men share a testimony. So, I was looking around in our smaller group and it was me, another young man and then Watt. I was like, let's have Watt share because he speaks Thai and so, the day after he was saved, you know, he went to the summit. He did it. Yeah, he shared his testimony. Uh, even as he shared, there wasn't an altar call or anything, but as soon as he finished sharing, an older woman came up. Uh, she was weeping, you know, and then she wanted to know Jesus. Um, so, that was really powerful. Um, I want to have us pray for what? Um, yeah, uh, wh- someone gave him a book uh, by Joyce Meyer From Ashes to Beauty. And I think it's really beauty, beautiful because that's, you know, basically what God took him from, you know, from ashes to beauty. Um, so I want us to spend some time praying for what? Uh, I don't know how it is for him. It may be a little difficult because all of us left, you know. There still are a few people who are living in Patea, um, but it's still not the same. Um, so I want us to pray uh, just encouragement for him. I want us to pray um, protection over him, you know, at this time, and just really pray that he can grow in the Lord. He's a part of, you know, he joined uh he worshiped with us for Sunday worship. And, um, yeah, I just want to pray because he has such a beautiful story, you know, for him to continue to share that and to continue to grow in his identity identity in Christ. So if it's okay, I'd like to lead us in a prayer for what? And uh, before I invite up Caroline and then Lisa, um, there's some wonderful ministries working in uh, Pattaya as well. Uh, one of the ministries is called Mercy Center. Uh, it's an orphanage. Uh, run by this, oh, man, amazing older couple from Canada. They're in their 70s, but, man, they're the cutest, uh, just the greatest couple. The woman, she spoke, she taught one of the seminars, and really the words she shared, they really are the words of life. Like, oh, man, it was uh, just great to be around them. Uh, So they have an orphanage, and they also do a slum outreach to children living in the slums. Uh, There's an organization in Cambodia called Cambodia Hope Organization. We didn't get to work with them but, um, this uh, man came and he shared a bit and man, they're doing so many things. Uh, starts out, the, uh, they have a safe house for children who are trafficked for sex. Um, so, you know, they'll, um, free, you know, they'll remove children from that kind of environment from these, uh, brothels and then, uh, keep them in a safe house. But then they do so many other things. Uh, the man who shared Chamno, he said that where other people don't want to go, that's where we go. And, um... They've established such a reputation that even the Cambodian government works with them. Um, so they work with, together with the Cambodian police. They're able to do raids, you know, and, uh, uh, remove children from these brothels. They just do community projects, uh, you know, whether it's farming or uh, providing water and just helping people to start up uh, small businesses to take care of themselves. Really wonderful organization. Uh, well, another one that we worked with a lot was called Tamar Center. Uh, two women from Holland. They're kind of running that. But... Um, they specifically reach out to the bar girls. And the story for a lot of the bar girls is they don't want to be bar girls. Uh, so many of them come from impoverished families. They come from rural areas in north, northern Thailand. Uh, they come down to Patea because they hear you can make money there. But then they find out that basically the way to make money is to uh, be a bar girl or to prostitute themselves. Uh, and so many of them, th- the reason they want money is to send it back to their families or to support their children. Uh, But Tamar Center reaches out to the women, uh, starts off by offering them free English classes. Uh, But then through that, they just build relationship, and they love on the women. And then they actually provide housing for the women, for women who want to leave the bars. They can leave that lifestyle. And then they'll even train them. They'll teach them to style hair, teach them how to bake, to make cards, and provide another option for them to generate income. Um, I think Tamar Center I think it has been in operation maybe four years. But they said they've been able to reach out to 20,000 women in the bars um and on one of the last nights of the school uh, tamar center had a banquet uh a nice banquet you know nice food games presentation and they had uh, the students go out and invite bar girls so how many girls came out to that 70 ish okay yeah so nearly 70 girls came out to that and um the men didn't take part in that so lisa or caroline don't know more about that but um yeah. So, like I said, you know, even though it seems like a dark place, light is really shining there, and um, the people are really open. So it's a, uh, it was a real blessing. And uh, even you know, the first night we went in there, I remember seeing all the bars, hearing a lot of music, seeing the red lights, and just really kind of feeling, oh man, I don't know if I can handle a week here. But then the as we left, it felt completely different. Yeah, it felt completely different. So uh, it was it was definitely great. Um, Lisa and Caroline can share a bit more. So.